<clears throat> this is the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze. Blaze the Lion. Tonight's guest is here. For those listening to the audio, you, you got to wait a little bit as I give the official introduction. With that said, this is April. And for April, our theme for all of April has been book authors. All right. And this is actually our final episode for book authors. So I figure why not end the theme with a, with a bang? Let's, let's just go with that word. Indeed. So all this month, who have we had on? We had Nina Ober on. We had Chris Wart, Chris Beats Cancer on. We had Marsha Sims on we had elizabeth hoekstra that was a bonus episode out now as well and then tonight though this will be episode 71 Mm. yeah episode 71 this is someone who will have to listen to me as i pay the bills here this episode is brought to you by Star Child Social. Do you have a business? Do you have an idea? Do you have a vision? Maybe you already have a business, but it needs some cleaning up. It needs that gloss. It needs that professional look. From logo design, website design, or just overall branding of your company, of your idea, well... Look no further. Go to starchildsocial.com and they will bless you with an array of goodies. For they have it in the bag. Before I mess up this uh, sponsorship, go to to starchildsocial.com and tell them that Blaze and our guests sent you. Why is my light flickering? So you see that? It's like, mm-hmm. calm down, right? Hmm. It's like a ghost is in here or something. Maybe. Well, whoever you are, you are welcome. They want to listen to the podcast. Yeah, like- right? I mean, you can have a seat. You don't want to mess with the light, though. It's- just relax a little bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We... So can you see the flickering from there? And yeah. I mean, that usually happens when I come into places. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, so it's you. <laughs> uh, so you brought all your friends. That's just and then They came through. Because I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead ass, though. <laughs> dead ass. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well. Welcome, everyone. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Focus back. If you love the movement and you would like to donate, you would like to give some money to support the podcast, you can go to Cash App, right? Dollar sign Blaze the Lion. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash Blaze the Lion slash support. And we have three tiers up there from 99 cents to $4.99 to $9.99 and Blaze the Line Podcast logo, all right? You get this apparel 
so you can floss. We're gonna make some um some booty shorts too. Yeah, I think that's no. Just... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it like sounded like a good idea in my head. It's a it's do your thing. Do your thing. Okay. All right. We uh we may or may not have a Blazer Line podcast booty shorts or boy shorts or sweats. All right. But stay tuned. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. As mentioned before, this is episode 71. And tonight's guest is no stranger to the show. She has blessed this podcast a couple of times. This may be this may be her third appearance or maybe her fourth. I think this is my second time. <laughs> I think it's my second time. Nah. You were on a panel too. They are, you know, in spirit the other time. In spirits. Yeah. Um, no, you were on a panel. Right? It was we were planning that one, but I couldn't make it. No. And I really, really was bummed about it. Yes. And but you were on another panel. You were on the sex and relationship panel. Yeah, that was the first. Oh, this is my third time. Really? This is my third time. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. There we go. See, I'm not that old. <laughs> Memory ain't fading me. We're still here. We're still here. All right. So you all, if you all listen to the party, you probably already know the voice. So this is a lovely time to introduce my guest. She is a spiritual woman, as you can see with the lights flickering here. <laughs> um, she brought the gang with her. This is somebody who, is, yeah, this is somebody who is a poet. This is somebody who, man, had has so much to say. This is someone who draws so much crazy energy anytime that she's on the podcast no lies here anytime she's on the podcast the text that i get what text do you get i i get so many texts when you're on the podcast really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what did he say though like all all sorts of things um can i get a can you tell me one of them? From gorgeous smile to there's something about her, her energy to what's her contact info? I would love to to book her to oh, so is she local? By the way, so your what? Contact info is right. Oh, boom. See? Okay there. So boom, bam. Boom, boom, bam. So, I haven't even said your name yet, have I? Not yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, tonight's guest is none other than Miss Inanna Rose. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Thank back. You. Thank you. It feels good to be back. It do. In the chat, have you, have you all missed her? Mm -hmm. What's that? 
They got a yeah, the little chat. Oh, where did I don't see them? Oh, boom, boom, boom bam. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you've brought already a a whimsical energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's I what. Feel, yeah. Okay. So right, let me tell you about about me. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said I'm a spiritual woman. I am a Apollo initiate, which Apollo initiate is basically uh, in the realm of like Santeria or voodoo or, you know, the, those spiritual um, forms of modalities. So Apollo is just another one, like another branch off a tree. Um, I am a spoken word artist and also I am a conscious erotic touch practitioner, which means I can touch you very deliberately and very intentionally to produce a sensual energy and bring you to a place of pleasure consciously. Why is my heart racing right now? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> why my lights still flickering too yes touch is one of the most fundamental expressions of love and so I um, got into that because it was one of the ways that I learned to develop self love so when you develop self love I wanted to embody it and that was my way of embodying it Hmm. I have I have so many questions. Go ahead. <laughs> so many questions. Ooh. All right. Man. I <laughs> I'm laughing at all these comments. <laughs> yes, please. I I gotta <laughs> Yes, a lot going on right now on the screen. <laughs> Hmm. Shout out to our other sponsor. Well, no, they're not a sponsor yet. Blaming it. All right. So, describe conscious erotic touch. So, go a little deeper with, like, it. It sounds amazing, but what exactly? So, conscious erotic touch is another healing modality. But it's outside of the norm of talk therapy or psychotherapy in that sense, because it's more so for the person who has either been violated by touch before, and we are starting a new relationship with what touch means to them now, and to approach touch from a completely different space, a more sacred space, a more conscious and erotic space or it's also for the person that has issues with intimacy or has a fear of um, intimacy and most people 90 percent of human beings on this earth have a form of commitment issues mm. so conscious erotic touch is one of the things to break through that barrier and be able to realize that how much conditioning is involved 
with something as simple as touch. So if something as simple as touch has so much conditioning surrounding it, think about your sex life. Think about your relationships. Think about all of these different conditionings that also seep into those areas if touch has been tainted for you in some way. And we also learn that the deeper meaning of giving and receiving, right, through conscious erotic touch. Because most times when we're giving, we're expecting to receive right after. Mm-hmm. Or when we're receiving, we can't wait to give, like, once it's done, instead of just being in a moment to receive and being in the moment to give without any kind of expectation or without any kind of anything involved in that process that just allows the gift of giving and receiving to be that, a gift. I hope that was thorough enough for, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. that that right there is one of the reasons um, that there are so many relationship issues, no? Um, yes. Most time there there have been some women that, you know have developed a relationship with touch in a way that they endure, you know, endure it instead of telling, communicating that what is the touch that they would like? What would make them feel pleasure? Instead, they kind of just, you know, allow themselves to be touched in ways that they don't actually feel true, 100% pleasurable. They don't receive any pleasure because they want their partner to be happy or to experience pleasure from touching them. And that is where, you know, the translation gets kind of like misconstrued because when it's time to receive, it's your time to receive. You're not receiving so the other person can get pleasure. You understand? You're receiving to receive that as a gift. And sometimes, you know, you may not want to be touched that way or maybe there's some ways that we are touched or even, you know, during sex, that isn't a pleasurable experience. And sometimes it's hard to speak up and say, you know, I don't, that's not feeling good to me right now. Cause you might, you feel like you might mess up the mood or you might mess up the vibe or you might, it's just, it's just a very hard thing for a lot of people to do. And during a conscious erotic touch, we move through those communications so that you're not enduring during those spaces. You're not just putting up with being just not comfortable, you know, and not experiencing pleasure in the ways that we are designed to experience pleasure. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but she said, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and think about 
just off top, think about the differences of a man's view on touch versus a woman's view on touch, right? Most, I don't want to say most, some men, there's mm -hmm. a high, there's a high percentage of men that are so, that are maybe taught that touch from all types of women and from a, a large number of women is part of being a man. You just touch. This is what men do. That's how you get your, your stripes or your experience or, mm -hmm. you know, like whatever. And then a woman, um, some women may be, well, I only want to feel touched if I feel like a connection or some sort of like, you know, some sort of like emotional bond there. Mm -hmm. So that off top, the average man and the average woman, you know, is already off. Right. Um, I think in respect to what you said, <clears throat> there are so many different sides to that. Um, oftentimes in conscious erotic spaces, the men have to, and women, have to take accountability for any patriarchal conditionings that they have adapted as their own. Mm. And when we say patriarchal, we're talking about a sense of entitlement, you know, that you can touch without consent, that you can, you know, just be bombarded by people that want to touch you. Maybe some people don't want to touch you. You know, that nobody owes you anything. Or on the other side, when a woman has a more fearful approach to being touched, you know, and that may not be being respected or understood by people that want to touch her. Or on the other end, she might be allowing herself to be touched when she's not truly comfortable. She's not truly in the space where she can be touched by someone. Mm. So there's definitely nuances to um, the different types of people that, you know, might benefit from conscious erotic touch, but everyone on some type of scale has to, to do some kind of accountability work. They have to see where they where they are in their own conditioning. And there's a word that I want to say and I can't remember it right now. And it's um when you indoctrination, that's the word. Okay. They have to face their indoctrination. So that's the biggest thing. Um, and once you do that, though, you grow, right? You you evolve. You get to your next level of self. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the the other gifts of conscious erotic touch is that the path, that path, um, the evolvement is just like it's like springtime, twenty four seven. Everything always is blossoming. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, just like life has so many different paths, religions, ways to ascend, transcend yourself. Um, that's just one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
with all of that said, I heard, mm -hmm. I heard in the street, right? I've been talking to the streets, right? You heard in them streets? Yeah. And what I heard in them streets is that um, you're a book author. Yeah, I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what you and, heard. You heard right. And I also heard, and I also heard on the streets that uh, the title and the cover <laughs> is bananas. And I love bananas. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I feel like this is up. <laughs> this is right up our alley. So um, share with the audience the, the title of your book. and Sure. Um, yeah. I'm glad you think it's bananas. <laughs> um, so this is my book. Uh, and it's called Sex with the Sun. So is that yours? Do that. Yes, this is me. Burr. Um, and this is a should I go ahead and say what it's about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Okay. So this is a book of erotic poems and prose and different collections of uh writing art um about erotica and about being in love and about the languages of love and expressions of love and lust and sex. And um, it also has erotic images of myself in there. Mm -hmm. um, it was where I wanted to come out unapologetically. And I think being nude about my feelings um, was just a part of that expression is also being nude in a physical form if that makes sense okay it's really i think artistic and speaks to you know my energy and that energy of being unapologetic you know this is my can i cuss yeah this book is my fuck you to patriarchy and to suppression and subjugation and oppression. This is my ancestral fuck you to all of it. I think they want to see the cover again. <laughs> you can look at the cover as much as you want when you get the book, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And not only will you get to look at the cover, the inside has real life images. Um, and it was the first time I had ever done anything like that. The experience was it's one of those moments of having a breakthrough and one of those moments of realizing so much about what, I, what conditionings I have adapted what belonged to me and what didn't belong to me. So, yeah. <laughs> so you hit the streets, right? 
So yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna, I could read a piece of the poem inside. Yes, yes. I ain't finna uh, display no pictures. Right. Get your ass flagged on YouTube. Right. Uh, facts. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess I could read an excerpt, right? Yeah. Go for it. Um, let me see. So should I have the lights dimmed? If you want, you feel, uh, let me just see what I want to read real quick. Okay. This is one. Do you see my lights flickering? The, the light, they, they already know what's up. They sit in the ambiance. Okay. He licked my soul with three inches of his tongue. Then he slid his fingers between my lips. That's it. That's a haiku. And if you know what a haiku is, it's it's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, haikus are very structured poems. Um, based on syllables of those words. So it's usually 757. And I heard that there are many different haikus too. Um, but those are the ones that I focused on. And some other, you know, just free-formed writing of poetry that I wanted to express myself really articulate and be concise about how intense I loved, you know, how intense I felt. And um, being, not getting over that. You know how sometimes when people be like, get vulnerable with you, they start feeling ashamed. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get over that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to be able to tell my man like something like his dictionary is huge. <laughs> he had the perfect girth. It curves a little to the right. But I learn new words every day. Expansive. Mm. See? Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I need some more condiments. This um, this water alone is not doing it. And this is the last one I'll share. Soul contracts. Everything in life is a negotiation from before we were born. Now that's deep. Throat chakra deep. So, if mindful. <laughs> one time for the throat chakra. <laughs> <laughs> so be mindful that this is a book of, of eroticism um, and this was my debut erotica poetry book so uh, you do it well thank you yeah, yeah. but you've always since I mean since I've known you you've, you've always had that poetry you've always had those those lyrics that 
you know, you got water in your mouth. <laughs> and you want to spit it up. Like, whoa. What? <laughs> but not but not oh, nasty and vulgar. It was like, oh, like damn. Right. And you would drop knowledge, you would drop like history on us, and you would piece it together and take us on the journey. So if those are only extra, if that those two lines, three lines, and I'm already um edified. Yeah. And um, imagine a whole piece. Yeah. Um, I'll read the back. So the back says, do not read this book if the idea of a sensual, sexually liberated woman frightens you. Hmm. This book reveals the beautiful truth of how deeply a woman can love and desire a man and the struggle of being unapologetically open about that truth. In this book of haiku and prose, I expose myself literally and physically to express the depth of love, lust, and passion that burns within my spirit. Filled with full color erotic images and fearless verses, this book is a cathartic expression that we relay all to who read it to always be open and honest with yourself about the desire of your heart and your body and your spirit. Ashe. <clears throat> so basically that is my object objective. Um like people don't people scared to be truthful about what it is that they really want and they desire because they feel like something might be wrong with it. In the chat. Type what you want. What do you desire? What do you desire? Share it on the Blazer Line podcast. You got a question <laughs> right here <laughs> from Kelvin. Where do you sell it? Um, right now, I know that it's all on all streaming book platforms. <laughs> so as you say that, can you hold the book up? Just one more time. Yes, yes. It's on Amazon. Um, it's on barnesandnobles.com for show. And um, most places where you can buy and purchase books, you can get a book. You can get you can get that. He just got to say he tell you later. But yes. Um, yeah, I'm really, really happy about it. I'm really happy Me that too. you... Queen, I hope you already bought the book. Rush delivery. All right. Thank you. Yeah. You got that Amazon Prime VIP. Amazon Prime, you be good. Yeah. Hmm. So I want to dig deep now, right? Because now you appear to be, and I use the pair, don't take the the word appear like it's filled with some judgment or anything, right? Absolutely not. Okay. So from the podcast, you appear to be to have found freedom. 
So speak about the journey to that because many of us, we are conditioned, right? We are brainwashed or we're, and or we're carrying so much trauma, trauma and so much uh, views on our bodies and ourselves and our emotions on even pleasing your partner, on pleasing yourself, all of that. So what sparked that that healing journey for you? So when we talk about freedom, there are so many different faces that freedom has. Um, And when we want to talk about being free, we're talking about peeling layers of an onion, okay? Onions have so many layers, and that's how deep that conditioning is. So when I talk about freedom in the sense of sensuality and sexuality, you take a big chunk off of that onion, but you still have more work to do, right? But staying on topic, um, I grew up in a very, very religious home. My father was extreme, extremist, radical religious. Like he thought that women were more like objects, right? Things that you own, things that are put here to assist the man. Right. Hmm. And as opposed to the woman being just as a free, independent human in service to spirit, just like everyone else. And that women needed to be controlled. And although I never aligned myself to his vision, I knew that at one point I knew that because he was my father, that there were things that I adapted unconsciously because I had grew up so many years around his type of mentality, right? I had to figure out what those things were. And then I started rebelling against Christianity. I didn't want anything to do with Christianity. Um, So I became Muslim, right? And I felt like that was part of my um, path because I actually was still practicing Palo, but one of my offerings was to take a Shahada. And Shahada is when you take that vow and you take that vow to become a Muslim. And from that moment on, you have all these witnesses that see you take a vow. And um, from that moment on, you are Muslim. So that was my offering. It's kind of, it's really, really, really like one of those labyrinth stories that keeps turning and turning and turning. Um, But one would think that going into Islam was probably one of the most oppressive things a woman can do. Hmm. But the healing that I found, the freedom that I found with Islam had nothing to do with sensuality and liberation of the body, but more so to do with healing my mother wound, right? 
being feeling having compassion for women and compassion for my mother because she was the first woman that I ever knew, right? So that was a very integral part of my journey because I had to, one, I had to go through that rebel phase. Two, I had to forgive my mother and develop com compassion for my mother. And then wow. when I was in this relationship, you know, he was extremely, you know, very controlling, like, can't wear that. You're Muslim. Like, you can't do that. You can't say that. You can't talk like that. You can't walk like that. You can't hang with them. You can't touch them. You can't do that. You can't do this. And I got to the point, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Why did you have me do this offering? I don't know if I lost you, but... I'm going to keep talking. Uh, anyway, so I was like, yo, oh, yeah. Why did you have me give you this offering? Like, and I'm in a worse state than I was before. She's like, you're not in a worse state. You develop compassion with the first woman. How are you going to have compassion for any other woman if you cannot have compassion for your mother? Hmm. And that includes myself. I cannot have compassion for myself without having compassion for my mother. So <clears throat> um, one of my very defining moments was breaking my Shahada vow, saying I no longer want to be a part of this. And really sitting with myself and saying, what, who, am, who am I? Who am I right now, right? Who am I in this moment? What do I like? What makes me happy? Without any kind of influence, nothing from the past, no kind of projection about the future. Right now, in this moment, who am I? Mm -hmm. And in the core, in my core, I always felt extremely sexual, very sensual. I always felt this fiery energy. I get excited about those kind of things. Those kind of things drive me. And a lot of those stories about Medusa or succubus or, or those women who lure men in to sexually seduce them and then kill them, who were they written for? Whose stories are those told? Who are they for? Right? We just adopt these stories like they're ours. Like they're our bedtime stories. They're not. They put fear in your heart about the divine feminine. Because when a woman is actually free, she's her most powerful. And that's free in all aspects. And if you think about the narrative that, oh, if she's out here, you know, shaking her ass, you know, being sexually explicit, mind you, there is a balance, you know, balance is always key. But where in your perception is the judgment? Mm 
Mm. Right. We have to take accountability, like I said, about our conditionings and about when we make judgment and about adapting things that don't really belong to us or bedtime stories that don't belong to us about women demonizing women because they're sexual and they're sensual and they're free. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to get them stories back. Say we don't like this shit. We write our own stories, right? So this is me writing my own story about a sexually, sensually liberated, spiritually powerful woman that is not demonized. I don't have horns coming out my head. I mean, I could, but at appropriate times, because balance, right? Yeah. Balance. It's the yin and yang of the universe. You can't have good without evil. You can't have Cardi B without Lauren Hill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Balance. Yeah. It might not be your preference, but that's cool too. Like, you don't have to be your preference. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love it more so because. In the short time that I've known you, I feel, and you can, you can like correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel in the short time that I've known you, what has been? It hasn't been short though. It's been a few what? years. What's been like three years or four years? Yeah, I mean, I, if you think that's short, I guess so. But yeah, I've seen a hell of a transformation. Yeah. Um, I think that I am just, I do, because of my placements, my, I'm a Sagittarius Scorpio Scorpio. So every time I evolve, the evolve is extreme. It's very extreme. My life has always been extreme, one extreme to the other. And that's just kind of how I learned life lessons, unfortunately. But not anymore, because, you know, you learn the hard way so that you can eventually learn the easier, smoother route. You know what I'm saying? It's not too easy, but it's smoother, smoother route, the smoother route. Um, so, yeah. And I don't think, I think to the day, I die. It will be like that. I see your. I see your. Extreme. Evolutions. Not so much as extreme. I see them as. Intentional. I see them as. Purpose. As purposeful and powerful. So for me, it's not they're going on again. She's she's trying to find herself. She's on another create. I don't see it like that. I see it like, man, that's a woman who is so focused that the average human mind can't comprehend. 
Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Thank you. No, but for real, for real. From from the from three years ago or four years ago, um, I would play cool, and I would <laughs> hang around you, and I would play cool, and you would say certain things, and I would listen, and okay, cool. But inside, I was like, "What the hell? Like, <laughs> whoa, who talks like this? Who thinks this is crazy?" But this is kind of dope, though. But this is crazy. But it's so dope, right? So I just want to remind you that you're doing things that many don't have the courage to do. Uh, and you're breaking, um, you're breaking the mold. You're breaking curses. You are, you are breaking the mold. And people are living vicariously through you. <laughs> they don't have to. They don't have to live vicariously through me. Um, I'm just a, I'm just like a seed, you know. You can do it too. And that's one of my, I really want to drive that, is that once you can, you take accountability and you take reflective measures, you can do it too. Okay. That's just how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of you can do it too. Do you know what time it is? It, what time is it? It's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter. No, what time it is? One time for day counting. Um, <laughs> no. You don't know what time it is? Your gang hasn't told you what, what time it is? Oh, you want me to tap me in the ass? Look. <laughs> They start flickering with the light. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You will I don't know what time is it. No. Gang, like y'all know what huh? It is color time. Oh, color I time. I heard that. Color time. It's right there. Chiselle color said Color time. Color. What is that? It's color time. Woo! This is color time. This is the segment of the show where either host will yell out, or in this theme, erotically whisper, random colors that come to me. And you, my featured guest, will share what those colors mean to you currently so, so there is no right or wrong answer. It's whatever the color means to you. So, example, I could say the color is red, and you could say ant, or okay. you could say fire. It can be spiritual. It can be deep. It can be 
Shoot, it could be sexual, it can be logical, whatever, whatever the color means to you. Not them, not anyone else, not the Blazer Line podcast, but to you. All right. You ready? This okay. All right. Color number one. We all know we need our business on social media platforms, and at Starchild Social, through research and planning, we create converting posts and stories that attract your ideal client, taking that weight off your shoulders, enabling you to focus on achieving your goals for your business. Check us out for a free consultation at www.starchildsocial.com. Starchild Social, holding your hand through this ever-changing world of social media. Ocean blue. Nurturing ocean, Yamanja, um, throat chakra, speaking hey. truth, being real with yourself, but also listening to people, not just speaking your truth, but listening. Because you can't use your throat chakra if you don't listen. Right. Um, Do you hear I, that, ladies? You can't, <laughs> use your you can't use your throat chakra if you don't listen. You're not using it properly if you're not listening to, because it's the same. Um, I think blue also is calming and it, you know, kind of motherly energy, like mama rocking me and telling me a lullaby. I see blue. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can dig it. Color number two. Let's go with angelic white. I think of I think of purity. I think of Obatala. I think of the mountains. I think of um really like being artistic and really, you know, getting into that space of creating things and art, being art, you know, being art and creating art and seeing art. Um, and blank canvas, you know, because that's, you know, the beginning of the art phase. Um, and I think of a fatherly and mother, like both father and mother you know, creating a space for something to be born. That's mm. what I think. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Color number three, right? Let's go with straight up. Let's go with black. Black. Black is a color, technically not a color, but absorbs everything. It's, it's the placeholder where all the colors come to and kind of exist, right? Kind of like, you know, the original mother that can give birth to all different types of children of all kind of ranges of colors and stuff like that. I think of melanin, so that's what that is. I think of magic. I think of um, 
intelligence. I think of, uh, I think of beauty. I think of the womb because we come from that pitch black space and then we come into this light. I think where everything gets created and everything is and where God exists is where black is. Every time you give an answer on a color, <laughs> I feel like I'm in your book and I, I just flip <laughs> the page. That's dope. <laughs> this is fun. I like this game, y'all. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, let's go. Color number four. Let's go with what color is that? Um, let's go with coffee brown. Ooh, coffee brown. I think of energy. I think of when you want to speed things up, let's go. Let's get this on a timely manner. You know, let's be dedicated to it and put a timeline on it. Cause sometimes things need timelines. Hmm. Um, I think of also in the same aspect as balance just sitting back cooling and taking a sip of you know that warmth i think of warmth i think of the earth right where we soil that we can ground ourselves in put our feet in it and the sun hits it and makes it warm it makes us warm i think of roots of a tree where we can really like stabilize ourselves like roots of a tree um that's what i think about coffee brown hmm. okay next color let's go with let's go with hot pink Hot pink. Okay, so hot pink is a mix of red and white. More red than white. Mm -hmm. So I think of love. I think of passion, but pure passion. Mm -hmm. I think of sex, but making love type sex, not raunchy, like, you know, nasty sex. It's appropriate, but not for hot pink. Mm -hmm. I think of um, putting R&B music, like the old school R&B, hey. baby music type. Mm -hmm. I think of femininity. I think of um, just being very sensual. That's what I think of hot pink it's kind of like a a more it's like a a little bit more evolved less raunchy less nasty version of red like a calm down so for raunchy the color would be red yeah <laughs> yes okay yeah Okay. What kind of red would 
represent raunchy to you? Would it be like a a fire engine red? Would it be more like a crimson? It would be like a fire engine red. Like a true red. Like a, you know, a true red. I think uh, like of, the Blazer Line podcast? Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. So we're raunchy? That's, that's what you represent? Uh, yeah, raunchy like that. So do mm-hmm. this. Since you're a poet and all, right? <laughs> so since you're a lyricist and all, right? Let's <laughs> let's break down the Blazer Line podcast logo, right? So mm-hmm. we got red in here. Yeah, you got you, you got, got many orange. different shades of red. Yeah. And then you have orange and yellow and white in the middle in the the fire. Yeah. Definitely. So what is- so what does all that, that mean to that's you? That's all that raunchiness. That's a that's a combination of all of those energies for me. Of course, we're talking about my perspective. But, you know, because you got the white in the middle. So it can come to a place that's calm and collected and intentional and very directional and guided and deep. But it, can, it also can go rampant. And it could be like... Ex- Explosive and expansive and dangerous. X-rated. X-rated. Dangerous. Not X-rated. M-A. You know what I'm saying? T-V-M-A. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know which one's like the most. I don't know. Right? M-A seems to fit the theme. But. Yeah. I think you embodied all that in your logo. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should be a little bit more raunchy in my approach. I think all you got to do is just be you because you already all those things. Wait, what? You already all those things. Are you calling me raunchy? I could, I'm pretty sure you have a raunchy <laughs> nature. I ain't even got to tell you. You know, I think everybody has the capabilities to be raunchy. Yeah, yeah, they do have the capability, but whether or not they want to or they feel comfortable to is a different story. But everybody has the capability. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> For sure. Hmm. Okay. Final color. What color are you thinking about right now? Damn it. I was thinking of white. Oh. But I wanted, if you're going to plug me like that, I was like, let me take pick a color that I didn't choose. Okay. Um, let's go with. Let's go with a, what's that color? <laughs> um, neon green. Oh, neon green. I really like that color. I would say definitely is a one of those colors that is unapologetic about 
being affectionate and clingy. Like, I don't care. Yes, I'm clingy. I want to touch you. I want to love you. Just let me love you. Let me love you. I'm going to make you some pie. I'm going to make you some dinner. I'm going to check your vitals too. I'm going to make sure your heart is beating at the, the right beat per minute. I'm going to be a doctor. Uh, what kind of pie are we making? Um, <laughs> vegan apple pie. Okay. Is that served with anything on top or on the side? or Coconut cream with ice cream. Mm. Yeah. And is the pie warm or is it cold? Or is it room temperature? It's warm. And how big are the slices <laughs> in the pie? Say. <laughs> That's neon green. Neon green is really just extending your compassion to no limitation. That's what I feel like neon green is like. I can dig it. Mm -hmm. Whew. Well, this concludes this segment of the show. Call it time. Back to our regularly scheduled raunchy, I mean, purposeful <laughs> topics. <laughs> so we spoke about the book. We spoke about uh, some of the journey of your, of your healing. Share with me, because you are a visionary, right? Correct? I would say so. Okay. So, two questions. Where do you see Inanna Rose before this year is over? Before the calendar year? of 2022 is over. And well, second question, I'll ask after. Okay. okay, you ask after I answer. So, being that I am extremely, I tend to get extremely linear-minded and I get very structured about timelines and, you know, fulfilling dates my goal for Nana Rose is to fuck all of that and be present mm -hmm. and exist. Because by existing and being present, I'm going to be exactly where I need to be in alignment to mm -hmm. my purpose and my mission. I don't need to orchestrate, nor do I need to engineer anything. So by the end of the year, I'm going to be exactly where I need to be. Oh. Purposefully. Just oh. by being present and being alive. Isn't like, that so necessary? That's necessary. Like Being present, though, is a skill. Yeah, it's not easy. We have to master it. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Second question. 
Where do you see me by the I end see, of this year? I would, if I see me like that, I'm going to see you like that. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever I want best for me, I want best for you too. I want you to elevate. I want you to feel the gift of being present. And because you are in the gift of presence, you are just elevated in all the places and spaces in front of the people that you're supposed to be at all times. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to orchestrate that. You don't need to engineer that. You will need to, You it's already detailed in your contract before you got here. You don't need to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, you got to do some of the work, like what you're doing right now, but you're doing that because you're being present, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I like this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel that you, oh, that you left. Uh huh. Can you all see the flickering lights still? Is it is it just me? So you know what the funny thing is? That I'm looking at my ring light and it's not flickering. My ring light has not flickered at all. It's just the screen. Oh, there we go. I was going to bore you guys to death. You feel that what? I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I was saying that what's interesting is that my screen is, the lights, right, are flickering. But looking right now at my ring light, it's not flickering. Like my ring light hasn't shifted or changed or nothing so it's just the image that's projected on the screen so mm. it's very interesting since it started flickering at the beginning i'm looking at the ring light to see is is, is it a short but i don't there's no flickering at all that's real really interesting and it took 71 episodes for this to happen. <laughs> this is interesting. It took this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yes, I was saying that I feel that you would be an amazing host. Thank you. Host for what? Are you saying in general? Yes. Generally speaking? Generally speaking, like for, in general, like the Blazer Line podcast, in in general, right? Right, okay. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, to, to host a plethora of, of different events and so i, I just i i, I, I see a host in you i like that yeah i like that so when you start hosting you know i don't forget about little old blaze that 
that saw it in you. That hosted today. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just gotta. I mean, you could start hosting now, and I could just ask me questions, (laughs) and and I could just hang out. You you could do that, but I mean, like, (laughs) I like. I don't want to hear about me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So, hmm. Point A to point B. We spoke about recently about being present. Yeah. Right. My last guest, which was a bonus episode, episode 70. If you haven't watched that episode, it was not live, it was pre recorded. So you can go on Zoom. The Blaze Alarm Podcast YouTube channel and look up episode 70. It's called I Am a Biohacker. Hmm. With I Elizabeth. Am a biohazard? Hacker. Oh, hacker. Okay. Mm-hmm. By uh, with Elizabeth Huckstra. And she said something that I know about, I've known about. Mm-hmm. Um, but she spoke about different levels to it. So I want to pose this question to you. Um, to you, what is grounding? Mm. So re- recently I had a revelation about grounding. And I thought grounding and centering yourself were the same things. But it's really not. Um, grounding is about really feeling stable and solid and stern. Like when you think, when I think of grounding, I think of the roots from the tree that go down into the earth and it just kind of like, you know, firms itself into the earth. You, nothing can move it unless you literally go up and you dig it out. But centering myself is knowing that I'm grounded and I can move and walk and talk and be authentic in myself and as freely as I want to and not be swayed, you know, not be taken, uh, not to be taken off my balance. Nothing can take me off my balance. Nobody can come to me and say some like negative shit to me and it just throws me off center. Mm. Because I am centered and I am balanced. I mean, I am grounded. Indeed. Yes. Mm. Where, share with the people, where can they get to know more about you? From the book to your artistry to... So uh, right now I have an album that is releasing on May 15th. It's called Scorpio and Venus. Um, And it's very interesting that we are having this conversation because you do want to know what your sign in Venus is. Okay. Because whatever your sign in Venus is pretty much is the narrative of your life, your love life and how you view love and relationships. Okay. So mine happened to be Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio in Venus. And so that album really talks about me 
being a Scorpio in Venus and my experience as a Scorpio in Venus with love and relationships. Scorpios and Venuses tend to love very deeply and intensely and dangerously. And finding the balance and evolving through all those different uh, turbulences, all of that is in my album, um, which will be available on all streaming platforms. Um, also, my book is available. It is a very, very intimate part of me, um, like literally. <laughs> um, it's it's something I'm just I'm really feel proud about because, like I said, it's my fuck you. It's, it's my fuck you, but it's also my I love you. You know, they're both simultaneously. Um, and um, the party is usually at Instagram, um, at inana.rose, And I do have a website, inanarose.com. You can kind of get all the things at once. You know, if you want to get the music, you want to get the book, you can go to the website. You want to, to get to know me more, I am working on showing myself and just being very transparent about my life and how I live and who I am. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, all over the place. I just want to be all, all I want to be all up in it. So the Instagram handle stays the same. Mm-hmm. And she is not a Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Go for it. Since you brought it up, um, I am also a conscious touch practitioner, conscious provided touch practitioner. Um, most of the time, that has to be local type service, but I do offer services remotely, like tarot readings, um, also energy work, um, and... Clearly. <laughs> energy work. You're in um, a different state. Right. And... Um, yeah, so those services, um, my website isn't up yet, but it will be. I just perfecting some of the things that, you know, I want to be translated properly. And, um, yeah, those are the spaces I'm in right now. I'm also a sex doula, so I can coach people through, um, coach individuals and couples through very tough and deep intimate sessions or how to touch each other in more loving and conscious ways. Hmm. Even just looking at your albums shows shows the evolution or shows a part of your evolution, right? Um, which one? Like, I'll do. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've definitely, yeah, I would say I've all known at least four of them. Yeah, all of them are. I mean, it's it's talking about my life experiences, talking about my perspectives, and you know 
the things I've come to learn and how I've come to learn them. So it would it would definitely be able to something that you can listen to and see the evolution in. Yeah. Mm hmm. Definitely, definitely. Let me tell you, um, energy is everything. <laughs> energy is definitely everything, and I am, I am proud of you for for moving forward. I'm proud of you for overcoming challenges, for overcoming internal struggles that we may never know about. Right. 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 Um. For sure, and just staying the course, being present, no apologies, right? being you. Balance. Huh? Balance. Mm-hmm. Right? We can be unapologetic, but, you know, you don't want to also be an asshole to people you love. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Part of being a part of the throat chakra is expressing yourself elegantly. Mm. Elegantly. Okay. Not, you know, bah, head is got a bitch, but you, none of that. That's not throat chakra alignment. That's not balance. Okay. Mm. Just want to let you know. Mm. There you are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and now a book author. Right. Yes. So in just these four years, if if I've gotten a chance to witness all of this, I can just imagine. I can just imagine what's to come. Right. Um, also, one thing to come for sure is um, I'm making affirmation music. Mm. So music that will help you to restructure some of the programs that we have adopted especially one my favorite one is about money and it's called money is my lover hmm. so i'm very excited about that and this is the i'm first excited about that about it yo the first place I to talk about it is right here on the blazer line podcast exactly so uh look out for that Is there a is there a a date or a, or a year or a season? Um, it will be this year. Okay. This that's for sure. I just want to make sure that it's intentionally done. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Inanna, thank you so much for hanging with us, right? For kicking it with us for giving us a piece of you and your butt. <laughs> and my book, right? <laughs> and then your book, your your butt on the book. <laughs> right. Thank you for having me Absolutely. and my butt on the book. Absolutely. All of it. All, all shades of it. Thank you. Yeah. In, <laughs> in closing, uh, Anything you would like to leave the people with? Um, let me see a, a message. 
I would like to leave the people with understanding that love and happiness is a path, okay? It's not a destination. Okay? It's something that we will always be on forever. And as long as we are present and as long as we are intentional, we get to experience the joy that comes in being on that path. Mm. There you have it. See, it ain't complex. <laughs> no. You're just thinking too slow. Mm -hmm. I thought I'm going to sleep good tonight. <laughs> for, for a number of reasons. Like a cane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this here was episode 71. Mm -hmm. Next month, May, is our final month of season three. We are closing out. We are wrapping up season three. And for the entire month of May, our theme for May is mental health. So we will have a little bit of everything from the science-based perspective to life-threatening personal stories. It'll it'll be a little bit of everything. So that's dope. Yeah. The spiritual side, the medical side, a lot. So I'm excited. Hopefully, you guys are excited, too. And that'll be closing up our third season. And then we're taking a break for the summer. We're going to go on vacations. And we're going to learn more about ourselves while we're riding on jet skis and all that. Yes. And then we come back in the fall with a brand new season, season four. So, definitely. Thank you, Kelvin, for your... Kind of words, you know, we just chilling, man. We we dropping knowledge and we just being ourselves. And through that, we are our transparency, our our integrity is is showing. And um, no faking, man. No no um just just being ourselves, just being real, and that's that's how you help. That's how you serve. That's the kind of energy that we here want to share. So not the imposter syndrome, not trying to mm. persuade people to think like you or the judgment or like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. Definitely. Moving forward, we're being the best version of ourselves. And we're going through these glorious evolutions. You know, I mean, next time you see me, you know, the beard might be red. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, like, well, you just never know. Mm -hmm. You know, next time you see me, you know, I might have diamonds in my teeth that say blaze or something. Like, you know, I don't know. So you just never know. Mm -hmm. But I'm just being present. That's it. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Thank you again so much. This was the Blaze Line Podcast. Like we always say. <laughs> <laughs>
Peace and love.